You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Today's episode is with our flip sister, Sandra, in Florida. She's taking us on her journey from being a school teacher, middle school teacher of all, (laughs) and taking us from there through her first couple of flips. And she's got an important message for teachers. And she shares her lessons from her first couple of flips. And we just have a really great conversation. I know I say it every time because it's true. So we're going to talk to Sandra. She's going to tell us how she found the properties, how she financed them, any issues that came up, what she would do differently, her big lessons learned, and what she wants other beginners on this journey to know. All right, let's meet Sandra. You want to start with introducing yourself. Uh, Let us know a little bit about you. Like, what's your background? Where are you located? That sort of thing. That's always uh, interesting to hear. All right. Well, I'm Sandra. I'm from Tampa, Florida. I was born and raised here. There are about 10 natives here. But uh, at any rate, before I started flipping, I was a middle school teacher for 16 years, taught science. I've, I've like, you know, it was good. It was good while I, it was a good gig for a while. Before that, I um, was, how did I get into teaching? Oh, I was a recreation director for this uh, city of Orlando. Oh, cool. For um, doing programming for special needs children and adults, which I really enjoyed that a lot. But, um, but I ended up moving back to Tampa after a few years. So anyway, and then before that, I just uh, was kind of a, I don't want to say just a stay-at-home mom, because, but uh, that was my full-time job, was at home. Got it. Okay, nice. So you did that, 16 years, you were middle school teacher? Yeah, so right after the pandemic, so in Florida, we weren't as strict as other states. It was kind of a free-for-all, but at the very beginning, the last part of the school year, we did virtually, and, and that was fine, but um my husband and I talked about it. He has asthma and we still really didn't, it was still at the beginning where a lot of unknowns. So we decided I would take a personal leave for a year. So, uh, I did that. I did fine. enjoyed it. I, uh, it, but let me backtrack a little bit before that. I really was not happy. It, I don't want to say I was unhappy. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It wasn't. Mm-hmm exciting. I mean, I did at the beginning, but at any rate, so I had been um, getting ideas on where I wanted to go, my career to go in. And um, so at any rate, after shortly after this was 2020, um, a lot of things happened. My father passed away. Mm. Um, 
as unexpectedly as it can be when somebody's 90. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was hard. My mother yeah. has pa- passed away 13 years ago. So I had no, <laughs> had no parents anymore. So that's weird, right? I'm sure yeah. That's weird. Even though I'm in my mid fifties, it's yeah. still anyway. Yeah. So, um, but he was very accomplished and I really thought, you know, I need to do, I want to do something I really like or love. Like he, he was very passionate about what he did his whole life. And anyway, I was just toying with things and I decided, um, and I was like thousands, millions of other people thinking you had to have money to start this. Mm -hmm. So then I was going to take a second year of personal leave, but they said I couldn't. So that's where I had to like, okay, well, I, the thought of like going back in the classroom was just, I couldn't do it. So, so then it was like, okay, I'm going to get into real estate decision made. So I, you know, it's one of those, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, I knew, I, I have a pretty good, I, you know, for taste to be kind of, um, I don't know if generic's a word, but neutral. I know the neighborhoods very well in Tampa, what people are looking for, but the money aspect of it. So I just went on MLS and I was working with a buyer's agent and I found a house. It was super cute. And I was kind of like, I want it. I want it. You know, I wasn't even thinking, you know, that you make money on the purchase, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I was okay. I'll make it pretty. I'll make it cute. Which it was beautiful. I was so pleased with it. Um, and it took a while because I didn't have. You know, I was using personal money, so I didn't have huge payments every month. I had to worry about. So it took me a, about six months, and this is all pre pre Debbie. <laughs> um, so I got that done. Just used my contractor. I used on personal things. So. Um, Honestly, I don't know if I made money because I would like come in and like crawl around my car grabbing receipts and just kind of like, oh gosh, gave them to my husband, like, here, can you like? So it was very, you know, and some I bought some capital improvements, like I bought a miter saw and a couple things like that. So I don't think I lost any money really, but um, I don't know, but it was super cute. Uh, you know, I learned a ton and I learned that I don't know a lot. So, <laughs> and I, I don't know how I came across if it popped up in feeds or um, podcasts, but anyway, you know, I was just knew I needed something and your um, attitude towards it was great. I liked that it was women because it is, you know, pretty much male dominated. So, um, so then. I took your course and I bought my second project. Awesome. Let's talk about that one. Do you have the, I hope you have the numbers on that one. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> surely, surely yeah. you, you picked that up in the program. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. How did you find, how did you find this one? So I got some names of some contractors from other people and um, one of the contractors I had been talking to, um, I asked him if I could go and look at one of his projects and I did. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I thought, okay, you know, this is someone I could work with. And then he, we were talking on the phone after that. And he said, oh, I have a house 
it needs some work, but if you want to look at it, you know, it's a great location. So I, I just kind of hemmed and hawed for a while. And I don't know if people say hemmed and hawed anymore, but I waited. I do. I think it's a really, I think it's appropriate. So, yeah. So, you know, a week later I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I call him. He's like, no, too late, too late. But I have a friend, she's a realtor and she has some condos she's trying to get rid of or not get rid of sell. So I gave her a call and it was, um, I guess a pocket listing maybe. And so, and it's in a super hot area. I mean, just really super hot. So I looked at it. It was, you know, it was a townhouse. So there's not like a lot of structural things, but it had been a rental and it was just disaster. You know, it had been cleaned out, but just everything had filth and, Mm -hmm. you know, neglected repairs, which led to other things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I bought that one. Nice. Okay. So that was a pocket listing from a realtor. Uh-huh. You got their name from the contractor that you were vetting. Right. Awesome. I right. love it. I right. love it. This is why yeah. it's so important to have conversations with people. Okay. What was the purchase price of that? Um, 201. Okay. And I um, actually, after my first deal, my brother wanted to, kind of dip his toe into everything. So we kind of partnered. He put in a little, a little money, but it was mainly a cash deal. Okay. So you mostly used your own cash to fund it, the purchase. Right. Okay. Right. Which I kind of flip flop with that. Cause part of me thought I'm not going to use my money anymore because it, I don't know why I just didn't think I should, but then the interest rates, I'm like, why am I going to pay Six percent when my money is only getting you know like one percent in the bank. So, yeah. so yeah, use my own money. Hey, you know what? It put your money to work, right? However, yeah. it can like is it, if your money's producing income, that's that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so you use your own cash. Your brother partnered with you a little bit or invested a little bit in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So two hundred one, and what were you thinking? was going to be the renovation? Like what were you estimating was going to be the budget? Um, I, I, I used the labor thing. I 27,000. Okay. And how did that come out? It was like 26,500. So it was pretty close. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And were there any major surprises? Well, it was kind of like the, one thing I overlooked when I was using the deal analyzer and doing my comps, and this was like a huge, you know, now I know, but I was looking at all the comps in the areas and they were like 299, 300 and mine, you know, I was like, okay, great. You know, 300 good, same location, same school, blah, blah, blah. What I overlooked was they all had garages mm, yeah. and mine had you know, yeah. out, you know, it was right in front of the door, but the fact of the matter is it was not a garage. Yeah. Isn't that so, interesting? The nuances are so important. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of was an unpleasant surprise when I realized the ARV wasn't what I had originally thought it would be. Okay. What, okay. So what did you originally think? I thought it would be like two ninety, two ninety five. Okay. And how long was how long did it take you guys to do the renovation? I feel like it was really fast. 
it, well, I get, well, he's okay. Another learning experience is he, you know, he said, Oh, it only take like three weeks, which made sense to me. Cause yeah. it really did not. It was just cosmetics. Yeah. But it took six weeks. Okay. So, but I was pretty hands off on this one. In fact, I was out of town. No, no, no. I didn't go out of town until after that, but it was six weeks and I kind of had to get after him a little bit because mm-hmm. it was the actual contractor's partner. And so um, it wasn't the one I had talked to, but at any rate, um, I, in my, in my mind, I kind of got the feeling that maybe they had a bigger project mm. they were focusing on probably, but it's frustrating, frustrating as it was, I, I will say he was he never ghosted me. He always mm-hmm. responded. And so, you know, there was that. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and my realtor knew him. So she kind of got on him a little bit. So, um, but it took six weeks. And okay, so you were initially thinking 290, 295. Six weeks later, you go to put it on the market. And we're, is that when you realized, oh, no, I think the ARV is not that? Or when did you realize? Uh, it was probably a few weeks in. Okay. So I was thinking at that point, 275. Okay. Like I wanted to actually list it for 277. Okay. And then the realtor, I worked with the same realtor who got it for me. She said, now I really think 269.9 and we'll get multiple offers. I was like, okay, great. Yeah. And sure enough, um, I had probably eight offers and and there were a couple that were interesting. One was um, from ribbon financing. That one was for, that was for 290. But the problem was they were using FHA and I wasn't at the 90 day mark. So, right. So I thought about waiting and then she said, well, you never know what people are going to do. They may find something better. And, you know, so it's like, okay. So I went with one at uh, 283. So it was like bird in the hand. Yes. <laughs> and then after the inspection, which um, in Florida, I think you have, I gave her inspection period. For whatever reason, she knew this going in, that the air, ham, the air handler inside was newer than the one outside. Mm-hmm. And they were fine. I actually had Mr. Frosty come out and I only hired him because I like the name Mr. Frosty. But <laughs> <laughs> Names matter. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. But they came out, cleaned it, said, it, no, it's fine. But for whatever reason, it was her first home. She got cold feet. She backed out. Oh, gosh. I know. So we put it back on the market. At this point, the market's kind of getting a little, little iffy. So was this in what, May? Yeah. Okay. It, this it, this was in May, and okay. all this time, I mean, I'm on a vacation in Europe, so I'm having like email, WhatsApp, going back and forth with the realtor, and I'd actually toyed with the idea of of selling it myself, but thank goodness I had you guys to steer me straight. So, <laughs> so put it back on the market. This time, I didn't get quite as many offers. They weren't quite as strong. Um, no waived inspections they there were some appraisal contingencies but not as high Mm -hmm. so this one I went with was 280 with a 3000 appraisal contingency like okay okay, great 
Okay. Do that was cash. I think it was cash or no, no, no. The realtor called, knew it was solid financing because she talked to the bank. You know, she like, this is good. So I'm like, okay. So then the appraisal comes back. Oh, gosh. It appraised at 270. So they would only go to 273. Mm-hmm. So at this point, though, the markets, I don't know what the market's going to do. I could already see just between the first and the second, you know, they were getting not as strong, not as many. So I um, just went with, I ended up going with that mm-hmm. and that was fine. And it ended up closing, no real issues. So we, cl- I bought it on March 4th and closed on June um, 7th. Nice. Three months, basically. What did your profit end up being? 22,354. Nice. So part of me is like, well, it wasn't 10%. But then I think, you know, my goal was to make what I made teaching, which was this was about what I would make teaching, but I spent a month on vacation with no lesson plans to make. Right. So I mean, seriously, you're on vacation in Europe and you're making yeah. $22,000 profit. I think that's a pretty nice life. And it was quick. It really was not a long deal. So anyway, I'm happy with it. And then the 16th, I just closed on my next project. Okay. Which... I'm doing now. Is it, um, is it another condo or is it a house? I, um, no, it's a house and I got this one through a wholesaler. Okay. That we've been, he's just been sending me stuff all the time. So, um, and this was the one I was kind of pleased with that. I kind of talked him down a little bit. Yes. Cause I just told him I, the numbers didn't work. I said, yep. you know, it's, it's a great house. It's really cute. Although I just found it's not quite as great as I thought, but anyway, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I said, the numbers don't work. And he's like, Oh, are you using like bigger pockets mm-hmm. thing? I said, Oh no, no. <laughs> and I kind of pulled it up on my phone real quick and just kind of ran through it. Uh-huh. And he was like, Oh, okay. I said, so, um, yeah, it doesn't work. So <laughs> He said, there's another investor. I don't know what he's doing. I said, well, oh, I'm sure he doesn't want it. You're going to come down, give me a call. Yeah. And, you know, like two hours later, he called me and he, they wanted 272, 272. Um, but the deal analyzer told me 261,850. So he came back at 265. I said, no, I said, really, the most I can do, I said, I'm going to put it out there. I can do 261.850. That's it. And he was like, oh, I don't think we're going to make enough money or any, you know, any money. Like they're not going to make any money. But anyhow, let me talk to my manager. Uh-huh. The old, let me, you know, just like the car dealership. Let me talk to my manager. You know? Right. But he comes back. He's like, okay, that works. So that was good. And That's that was, awesome. It was good. And there's like two really good things about one, my closing costs were $500 because they cover it all. And I don't even, even on the, even on the close, the Alta statement, I I don't think I even saw it on there, but I don't know. That's not, that's unusual. That's uncommon. Yeah. So that saved a ton. Yeah. And I'm impressed that you got net worth to come down and that much. And that you didn't have to pay all the closing costs we have to pay. So I'm super impressed. That's amazing. Um, okay. So tell us about this one. What are you, tell us about the house. 
Um, so it's in, I did my little analyzer for zip code. So this was like number two uh-huh. in the county. It's a three bedroom, two bath, 19, I think it was built in 1958. Oh, nice. Something like that. So it has galvanized plumbing. So I got to make a decision about that. If I just want to make do with what I have or dig deep and yeah. pay for a replumb. So yeah, weighing that one out. But um, it kind of has like a mid-century modern vibe. I think I posted on there, I was torn between the terrazzo floors. Or oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. LVP. So that's I right. think I'm going to hold out for terrazzo. Because yes. I just saw another listing that their terrazzo floors were polished up. And when they're polished up and shiny, they're they're beautiful. These are. I think they're awesome. A little worn, like um, the color is dull, but the condition is fine. There are no cracks or anything like that. So I'm just going to go with it. Worst case scenario is I get it done. I don't like it. And I just put something over it because you can just put anything on it. Yeah. So um, hopefully I don't have to do that. Hopefully I'll love it when it's all done. Is it the same contractor? No, no. I'm kind of doing, uh, I'm kind of doing a little of it, my stuff, a little bit of it. Like there's one wall. I'm 99.9% sure it's not load bearing, but I'm not brave enough to like, knock it down. <laughs> so I, the first contractor I used, I asked him to come in and give me a bid for that. And then um, there was one other thing. I have two giant jealousy windows, like floor to ceiling jealousy windows. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm going to take two of them. Actually, there are three, but the two in the front are like right next to each other. So he gave me a bid too to take those out and just put in a picture window. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, I'm going to take it out, but then make it a regular, not floor to ceiling window. Got it. And then the door in the kitchen, I'm going to close off because there's another door that goes to the backyard. So that gives me, because the kitchen's small, but that gives me more wall space. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What are you thinking your budget is on this? I have 47,000. Okay. And what's your, what's your time frame? Uh, I put down from beginning to end four months. Mm-hmm. Cause once I get that wall down, that's like the only big thing. Yeah. But you know, the market's slowing, so it may go a little bit longer than four, but the actual reno stuff, I think two months. Okay. Nice. Um, how so you're using the contractor for some stuff and then you're subbing out some other stuff and then you're doing mm-hmm. some, okay, got it. Now, what, what are you guys thinking for ARV? 375. Nice. How did you finance this one? Uh, I use my own money. Okay. No, no, no. I take that back. My aunt oh. is, um, a private money lender. Oh, nice. She's, she's lending me some money. And then my husband too, he's like, you know, now that he can see I'm not losing money, he's like, uh, cause he has some money sitting, you know, like mine making 1%. Right. So on a good day, <laughs> but my aunt's giving me a better rate than my husband. So I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, so they're doing that. And then I have some. Okay. Got it. It's about half and half, half mine, half borrowed. That'll be good. Yeah. I'll be we'll be watching. We'll be watching for some updates on that one in the group. Any major lessons learned so far? 
Let me think on this one. Well, I did learn that even though um, my brother and I did great, I don't, I think I don't like having a partner. Mm. Like I don't mean that in a bad way, mm-hmm. but does everything I wanted to do. And I got to call, is that okay? And you know, Oh, so he was involved. He wanted to kind of learn what's, what it's all about. Ah, gotcha. But he also learned, he felt it was more stressful than he wanted. So he's not, he didn't want to do it again. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's actually a really good lesson for some people. I mean, honestly, because mm-hmm. for some people being a private money lender is their bet, like an off out of, uh, out of sight mm-hmm. is best for them because they cannot handle the surprises that come up. Like it freaks yeah. them out and they can't, they can't think like they don't make quick decisions. It, it really is very stressful for them. I've partnered with one of them before. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was just like, Mm-mm, nope, I'm not doing that ever again. Because yeah, it was yeah. like, there was so much energy that had to go into me managing that person's emotions and trying to problem solve all the stuff. I was like, I can't, I can't handle all of this. Like yeah, I'm going to worry yeah. about the project and like, you got to go figure out your stuff. Maybe talk to your therapist because you're freaking out about right. things that like, this isn't, this is nothing. If this is freaking you out. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know what was bothering him a whole lot, but maybe just, you know, I'm a, I was a middle school teacher. So, you know, that age group would be my last one I would choose because I was so bullied by middle schoolers. They're, they, uh, going into my son's school, I still am like, oh my God, oh my God. It's a tough, nobody, no. I, and if you find this person, let me know. But I've never met anybody who said, gosh, I loved middle school. It was so awesome. They love kindergarten. I love my, my first grade teacher, my fifth grade. Or I loved high school and middle school. It's the worst. Everyone is such a hormonal mess. It's awful. Yes. Um, Sorry about that tangent. Okay. So I could handle stress. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I did learn that. I did learn that I need to um, look for, make sure I'm looking at garages and carports, that kind of thing. Right. Those nuances, right? Yeah, for this one, I I don't think I I mean the plumbing was I knew it would be older plumbing. So because you don't really get an inspection and the walls were closed, so I really couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit of a gamble, but um, but it doesn't have to get replumbed, you know. I think he's just trying to. So I I'm going to talk to a couple other plumbers. So. So it's not hundred percent like the, from the road to the house, that one, that one's fine. It's just like in the walls, like in the shower or something. So. Oh, gotcha. Is it a three, two, three bedroom, two bath or what is it? Yeah. It's a three, two. So it's not like a, a lot of plumbing either. So, yeah. So anyway, we'll see. I'll get another, another opinion and uh, take it from there. Nice. And then, oh, and then the other thing is I learned is, is I've always done this, but this really was super important is that, um, you know, just meeting the neighbors, mm. you know, like at the townhouse, I knew the people next door, Joe and Tracy, and they filled me in on everything and they were great. In fact, he does hauling. So that was good to learn. So he hauled some stuff for me. But then at this house, I was talking to Henry next door and I, I have her name written down. I can't quite remember it, but we were chatting and kind of like who lives where. 
And she said, oh, yeah, on that house behind you, it's she cuts the grass, but she hasn't lived there for two years. She got sick and now she lives with her daughter. So I'm like, hmm. so I'm going to um, wait a little bit and then ask her if she knows the daughter's phone number. Right. And uh, see what becomes of that. Well, at least they're mowing. My most recent project, they moved the mom out like three or four years ago and they're not mowing. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so I mow the portion that connects to my grass Um, my crew mow that and I'm so tempted to mow their main yard because it's getting kind of unruly now um but yeah but yeah so this this neighborhood is um it's kind of a little pocket in a transitional type neighborhood kind of gentrifying but this little pocket they're just older homes but they all have taken pride in their homes and that's kind of that house behind me it's 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 purple but it's nicely done they keep the you know like I said keep the yard mode it's very attractive so and that's what I'm finding with this home too it's older but it's not like junk you know it wasn't junked out or anything just older too so um, so anyway, I'm going to see if I can get in that one. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you've got a good one you're working on now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. So my backup or actually I'm not hundred percent sure what I want to do. Cause yeah. I'm running the numbers on having a midterm rental. Yeah. And actually I kind of am having trouble and this might be a better for the Q and a phone call is on the analyzer. Like if you only borrow some money and and then when you refi you just need to I don't know it's because like some of the money I need to pay back to my aunt but if I refi you know are those the numbers I use or you know that whole thing because I need to get enough out to pay her back and my husband right but I don't need all of it right yeah so it'd be the ARV whatever it would be like whatever 300k just using a random number um, and if the lender lends up to 80%, uh-huh. might be 75, might be 70, but if they lend up to 80%, then that's, you know, you're left with the 240. And as long as that pays everybody off. So, so when I'm doing it, when it says like purchase price, mm-hmm. used loan and all that, I would just put in that I'm using a loan. And then you just run it as two separate things. That way. Yeah. One is the flip. One is the rental. And that way it keeps it separate. And also helps you understand, do the numbers even work on this? Okay. And I really like the uh, rental comparison spreadsheet. I use uh-huh. that one a lot. I really like that one because it's just like, okay, cool. This shows all three rental strategies and, you know, which one makes more sense. Yeah. Well, in Tampa, you don't have to have a permit if it's something over 30 days. Yeah. Same. That's why I like midterm. In, yeah. in Austin, there's short-term rentals, that ship sailed years ago <laughs> as an yeah. investor. Yeah. You can yeah. have it on your personal residence, but not as an investor. Mm, okay. Yeah. Now they're pretty hot here, but I think Austin and Tampa are kind of similar in their markets. Yeah. Those, those metro areas are doing the same thing. So people go out to like cities like uh-huh. right around the core where there's not as tight of, the, of regulation. Uh-huh. And there's still demand. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that's about it. 
as far as uh, where I'm at now. Yeah. Was there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to touch on? You know, I think a, a, a key thing, you know, but you say it all the time, just stick to your numbers. And sometimes you walk away and sometimes it works out anyway, that and I've also learned that the more I learn about paint colors, the harder it is to make a decision. Like, you know, (laughs) it used to be just that white paint. Now, what about the undertones? And, you know, oh my gosh, right. There are thousands of shades of white. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a lot of stress there trying to do it myself, but it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then one one other thing too that I kind of was flattered, and then I kind of had to think, yeah, but like new, probably three people have said, oh, it does take some guts to to just do it, you know, throw throw your hat in the ring. So that kind of made me feel good, like that people view me that way. It's huge. It takes huge guts to do it. Yes. So it's nice to, to hear it from somebody else. But yes. and then one other thing, if there are other, other teachers out there, because when I was thinking about leaving teaching before I actually left, I thought, okay, what is it I like about the job? And I thought, oh, I, I really enjoy the lesson planning. And I really love, you know, there's so much data. I love crunching the data. And, um, you know, I like that it's different every day and dealing with people. And I was like, flipping deal with data flipping you do like planning you deal with people it's different I was like it's the same thing minus students you know you're totally right it's exactly what y'all have been doing yeah I think teachers just discount a lot of times what they're doing is like legit you know translates into the real the real world you know you know lesson planning is project planning, you know, hundred percent. So that's huge. I love that. I love that you made those parallels because I think it's really important. Well, also I think a lot of teachers don't see that they add value because they're not mm-hmm. paid in a way that shows them they add value. Right. And the attitudes. Yeah. Other public. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for sure since COVID, I mean, that's shit, mm-hmm. that's just a whole different beast in itself. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me. And thanks for sharing your, your part of your journey with us. Well, thank you too. And I keep saying, you don't just flip houses, you're flipping our lives. So thank you. That's huge. That's awesome. Cause like the whole mindset, you know, that's, that's what it's about. It is 100% what it's about. So I'm in the process of writing a book Oh, and it's, it is that because it's true. It's, it's not, the house is great. Like that renovation, that transformation, fantastic. I care about the person because that's the transformation where like, that's the big one because that translates into every part of your life, every little part. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thanks for hanging out. I'm so glad you're here. All right. Well, thank you. Keep us posted on your current project. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. I just loved it. Thanks so much again, Sandra. I loved your messaging directed at teachers in particular because, well, for so many reasons. Thank you for speaking to teachers. 
such wise words, such great insight you shared. And just thanks for taking us along on your journey. Awesome. All right. Now, if you are sitting on the sideline and you don't want to be on the sideline, but you're scared or you have no idea what you're doing, you don't even know the first thing to do, I'll tell you what that is. Go to herfirstflip.com and schedule a call with us and let's just see where you are, where we are, and if those two things fit right now, all right? We walk you through all the things. We also have an incredible community that is just priceless. All right, until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people in places better than you find them, and make it a great day. Thanks, y'all.